Amen. So in previous weeks, uh, we saw how Mary, the mother of Jesus, advanced the next season in Jesus' life. Remember? They went to a wedding feast. They invited Jesus. means Jesus wasn't just a, a, a stick in the mud. He, was, he knew how to have fun. And he was invited to the w- a wedding. Even his smelly fishermen friends were invited. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And Mary, the mother of Jesus, said, they have no wine. And Jesus said, what is that to do with me? It's not my time to do miracles. Now, doesn't Jesus know when it's time to do miracles? A lot of times we're uh, waiting on God and God is waiting on us. She advanced the season. She advanced the time of his ministry by saying, servants, whatever he tells you to do, you do it. So we, the word of God is important. She knew Jesus from before, uh, all, of the, all of his years, 30 years. She knew he had compassion. How many of you know some people you know you can call upon and they'll be there, they'll, they're compassionate, whatever time of day, whatever you need, they'll, they'll be there, they'll drive, they'll lend you money, they'll do whatever you need them to do, because you know that they're compassionate. Mary said, I know Jesus is compassionate. Some way, somehow, he can make it work out. So guess what? He changed the water into wine. Isn't that nice? Then there was a Canaanite woman. She was a Gentile, and Jesus had just told his disciples, don't go in the way of the Gentiles, don't go in the way of the Samaritans, but go to the lost sheep of Israel. Matthew 10. Then Matthew 15, all of a sudden, here comes the Canaanite woman. Here comes the Gentile woman. Say, my daughter is grievously possessed with the devil. And Jesus answered her not a word. Didn't say anything. He said, I'm, I'm supposed to go to the lost sheep of Israel. I'm not supposed to go to the Gentiles. I can't break my own rule. Right? But guess what? Because of her faith, believing that God was a merciful, compassionate God, he changed his own rules. I have seen God change rules of city ordinances. I've seen God move, and and people will say, I don't know why I'm doing this. We don't usually do this, but I'm going to change the rule and acknowledge what you need, and I'm going to uh, give you favor in it. Have you ever had that happen to you? If you haven't, try it sometime. (laughs) Don't just take whatever they say. Believe that God can change the hearts and the hands of people in, in your behalf. Praise God. Now, uh, so we have to use faith. The Bible says we're supposed to use faith. But, but God is a good God, and he loves us, and he wants us to use our faith to believe him. But guess what else he also wants us to do? He wants us to walk in good character. He wants us to walk humbly before him. He wants us to have holy character, his character. Because things will happen in your life when you're in tune to him, following him, allowing him to work in your life. He can trust you. He can work with you because he knows what you're going to do. Even in business, how do you get promoted? By doing the things that the business wants you to do, following along with the rules and regulations. They can trust you, and then you can go on. Jesus said, um, um, uh, I, I give, uh, he that is faithful in little will be faithful in much. The Apostle Paul says, I thank God that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. So we see that faith produces actions and results, but we must have character. And that's what we're talking about today. Character. Character. Say character. Character. Do you have good character? How many of you have kids? Do kids ever tell you, Dad, uh, I don't think that's the right thing for you to do right there? (laughs) Or, or, Or mom... You know, we were, I, was, I was babysitting Sarah uh, the other day, and there was a movie 
uh, they wanted to watch a movie, so I said, well, how about this movie right here? And so I started to play, and she looked at me, she goes, it says PG-13. Should we be watching that? I go, uh, no, 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 we're not, not supposed to be watching. <laughs> Sometimes you need a little check from the little one. Amen? Praise God. So the Apostle Paul in Ephesians, he goes three chapters talking about all the wonderful things that the Lord has done for us. He said, he called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. We were going to hell, and we didn't know it. We were lost, and we didn't know it. We were wandering in this world. We were excluded from the house of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. That's pretty desperate, isn't it? That's pretty sad. No hope and without God in the world. But God, who is rich in mercy, wherewith his great love he loved us, gave himself for us, became a sacrifice for us so that we could be in the family of God, adopted into his family, the forgiveness of sins, never to be remembered anymore. I like that, never to be remembered anymore. There's no religion elsewhere, anywhere, where your, your sins are blotted out, never to be remembered. You know, everyone else says, well, uh, we'll look at the pros and the cons. We'll look at what you've done good and what you've done bad, and we'll see how it measures out. On the plus side, God puts all the good things that we've done. And on the bad side, guess what? It's erased. <laughs> There's no bad. Uh, this is good news, isn't, isn't it? Anybody have, glad that your bad side is erased? Yeah. Amen? Yeah. I keep saying how many times that I've looked at my past, my life, I'm going like, I'm glad it's erased. You know, like those etch-a-sketches where you go like this? And it's <laughs> all erased. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You shake it up. <laughs> okay, it's all gone. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So he says... After all, he goes three chapters of talking about all the wonderful things God has done for us. Then he says in Ephesians uh, chapter 4, verse 1, I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you, beg you, urge you, implore you to walk worthy of the calling which with you have been called. He's saying, straighten up. <laughs> Get right, church, and let's go home. You know, Stop acting that way. Walk worthy. Walk worthy. What, is, what, is that, what does that mean? Walking means what manner of life you are, how you, uh, uh, you know, go through life, what are our actions, how do we live, what's our thought process, how do we treat people. Walk worthy of the Lord. That's how we act. Praise the Lord. Now, um, worthy, worthy means as, a, as becoming a child of God. Worthy. Are, are you worthy of the calling? Are you really acting like a Christian? Or are you just pretending? Are you just going through the motions? You got your Bible, you go to church, you come home, you yell at your kids, you, you cheat on your taxes, <laughs> you, you borrow money, you don't pay them back. What, what, what kind of Christian are you anyway? We need to take a biblical world view. Okay, let me, let me show you this. I know Patricia, she likes visual uh, things, so... So if somebody presents something to you, and you want to know, let's see, is that, is that really the Bible? Is that what the Bible says? Amen? Now, I, so what you have to do is you have to put on some biblical glasses, God's glasses, and look and see, okay, now let's see, what, how does that match up with the Bible? I don't know if you, you've been reading about these, these newscasters, these anchor a uh, man and a woman, it seems like they had an affair, you know, aside from their broadcast. 
And, and, and they said, well, we didn't do anything wrong. Well, they're both married. <laughs> Let's see what it says in here. No, it doesn't say you're supposed to do that if you're married, right? Right? It says, be joined to one wife. <laughs> so you have to look. But, but anybody wants to keep these, you can, you can have those. That, that way you can see the Bible the way God sees it, through God's eyes. Praise the Lord. So uh, how do we live a life that's pleasing to the Lord? And why do we live a life pleasing to the Lord? Because of what, what he has done for us. Now, I told a story a while back how this minister had a son. And because of COVID, they weren't able to uh, give him a birthday party for a couple of years. So then he thought, okay. I'm going to do something special for my son. He told him, listen, I'm going to take you and 10 or 12 of your friends out to go indoor skydiving. Have you ever been indoor skydiving? Yeah. Sounds like fun, though, doesn't it? Yeah. We might be too old for that. I don't know. But, <laughs> you know, I wanted, I wanted to do actual skydiving. My dad used to be an airline uh, mechanic. And I said, Dad, I want to try to do some airline, uh, uh, I mean, I want to do some uh, skydiving. He goes, no, son. There's only one reason to jump out of a plane. Anybody know what it is? If you have to. That's the only time you're supposed to jump out of the plane. So I went down to Lake Elsinore, and I checked it out, and I saw these guys jumping, and they were nowhere near the target. They were in the trees. They were in the lake. They were on houses. I go, okay, Dad, you, I got it. I got it. No problem. Thank you for the wisdom that comes from a father. Praise the Lord. Saw guys with broken legs, broken arms. I go like, whew. Whew, that's not fun. Maybe being in the air for a while is fun, but anyway. So he told his, his kids, okay, I'm going to take you, I'm going to rent a bus, take you to this pizza place. We're going to do indoor skydiving. Then I'm going to treat all the kids to something to eat and Coke. And then he bought them a really nice, expensive gift, one of those, uh, I don't know what, box or something, yeah. And uh, <laughs> is there an box? No. Is, that's a... Com that's a combination of two things, yeah. So anyway, he gave You can tell I don't do it. Okay. So anyway, he had this. He was playing with it. The next day, he told his son, son, could you go upstairs and, and empty the trash and fold the clothes on the bed? And the son said, yeah, yeah, I'll get to it. And so the father went upstairs. He did some things, came back down. The son was still at the kitchen table, not doing what he was supposed to do. Finally, the, the dad said, son, I, I asked you to go up there, you know, fold the clothes, take the trash out. He goes, okay, dad, I'll get it. So another half hour comes back. Any, does this sound familiar to anybody, any of your parents? Comes back, and the son is still what, playing with his whatever it was. <laughs> and so the father said, son, you're being ungrateful. And you know what the son said? Dad, I'm not being ungrateful. I said thank you. You, is that it? You just say thanks? That covers everything? Or are you supposed to live a life of thanksgiving to the Lord? Yeah, he saved me. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. And then live your life the way you want to live it? No, we can't do that. Okay, now God is love. Oh, let me let's see this. Uh, there, I don't look cool. Yeah. I could do that, right? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that might hurt. I don't know. Okay, it, I know it must be tough because you have to take classes to do, be able to do that. So it looks easy, but okay. So we, we know God is love. And some people say, well, as long as we're good, we'll go to heaven. Is that true? 
No, no, no. No, let's put on our biblical glasses here. Let's see. God, God is love. And, and it doesn't matter what we do as long as we do whatever we feel is right in our heart. Is that right? I just, I have compassion. I have emotion for that person. I, I just want to be with them. No. You have, there's rules that you have to follow. Now, see, the devil will trick you with half-truths. Did you know that? Okay. Half-truths. What's half-truth? Half real, half false. Look what he did with Eve. He tempted Eve to eat of the forbidden fruit, did he not? He said, if you eat of the fruit, you will not surely die. Your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Now, there's some truth in there, and there's some lies. Can you discern it? Let's look at it. You will surely die. So that was a lie, what he said. He said, you will not surely die. Oh, yeah, 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 you will. Your eyes will be open. That's true. Your eyes will be open, knowing good and evil. But you're not going to be, you'll be like God in certain areas, but not completely. You have abandoned your rights and your privileges as a son of God. And so you're losing power and authority, and you're kicked out of the Garden of Eden. When we're doing things that are not pleasing to the Lord, we lose our privileges, our power, our authority in this world. It's hard to pray for somebody when you've got a bunch of baggage behind you, isn't it? So we need to be lined up with what God is doing. And so the devil today tempts us with half-truths, doesn't he? Oh, you deserve that thing, you know, be, just spoil yourself, you know. Even though it's forbidden by God, well, we just love one another. Is that so wrong? Yes, it is. We're supposed to live a life that's pleasing to the Lord. Isn't that your desire? To please the one that saved you. When God touched me, when he touched my heart, I said, there's nothing more wonderful than this. I want to serve you all the days of my life. I want to know you. Oh, you're so wonderful. The Spirit of the Lord captured my heart, and I became his. I, I, I knew from that moment, I belong to him, and he belonged to me. And I haven't turned back. It's been 40 years. Praise the Lord. So I could feel his presence, and I wanted to serve him. And I wanted to be like Apostle Paul when he said, I want to know you. I, I want to, here he's written all about Jesus. He knew about him. Jesus appeared to him. And he said, I want to know you in the power of your resurrection. Praise the Lord. So um, we, we, we have to follow the Bible. Is that not right? And, and you say, well, Pastor, that's kind of narrow-minded. You know, just the Bible. What about all the other religions? Don't they have a, a place? Can't, can't you be a Muslim or a Buddhist or Jehovah's Witness or all this stuff? Can, can you be all that? Uh, no. Well, that's kind of narrow-minded. But yes, it is narrow-minded because narrow is the way to everlasting life. But broad is the way to destruction. We, we don't want to just take anything and, and try something and see if we get to heaven. No, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Praise the Lord. So a couple of examples I have. We have one friend who, uh, him and his wife would come to church, not our church, but other churches, and he said, I don't go to church anymore. I go, why? Because every time we go to the church, the pastor preaches, and then when we go home, my wife tells me all the things I'm doing wrong. So I'm not going to church anymore. Is that the proper response? The proper response is, whoa, I'm way out of the way. I'm way not doing the things of God. I need to get my life straight. Yes. Praise the Lord. And so one, one other example, I've learned this. Uh, Smith Wigglesworth, 
He was a great man of God. He was walking down the street, Patricia, and somebody stole his wallet. And uh, so he started running after him. And he said, you, you didn't take my wallet. I, I gave it to you. <laughs> because he didn't want to have that, hold that grudge against someone. And that's happened to me too. I had one lady that was designating money to me while I wasn't uh, in a church. And so they would appropriate the money to me and I would receive it. And it was beautiful. And then all of a sudden she stopped uh, transferring the money that was given to me. And so I went to her and said, well, what's happening? She says, oh, sorry, we, we needed the money. I go, what do you mean you needed the money? <laughs> that was designated to my ministry. What, what do you mean you needed the money? Well, we were, we were behind. And we, it, it was either sink or swim, and so that's what we cut out, cut you out. <laughs> now, how do you react to that? You can react in a negative way. You can get mad, frustrated, uh, take them to court. I don't know what you could do. And I even talked to her very calmly. I said, this is not right. She was an accountant. She knows what she's supposed to do. I said, okay, whatever. And then so I go to a men's breakfast, or actually it was a, just a men and women's breakfast, business, business breakfast. And she's there. She's on the board. And, and they're touting how great her accounting skills are. And she's making a presentation about how, how upstanding she is. And I felt like going, can I say, so can, can I say something here? <laughs> but I held my peace. Why? You didn't take it from me. I gave it to you. Praise the Lord. <laughs> so every time, every time I would see her commercials or anything that she was doing, I said, I, I helped them. I got them through. There was a time when they needed my money, and I donated to them. In the name of Jesus, I took that bitterness, and I said, I'm going to turn it around and be like Christ. Amen? So if you, people owe you anything, people are trying to hold back from giving you what you need, just turn it around. Say, I'm, you didn't take it from me. I gave it to you. How many, how many of you have people that owe you money? Anybody? Let me can I see if there's anybody in here. Got a few hands, a few hands, a few hands. Okay, yeah. Some people don't want to admit it, but that's okay. So we're supposed to walk worthy of the vocation wherewith we were called. Now, we're going to talk about six ways today to walk in the ways of the Lord. Are you interested? Okay. Now, there's cat we, have, we have six categories. Let's look at this here. Now, we were watching uh, Celebrity Jeopardy. And, uh, you know, sometimes you watch stuff and it gets in your, in your spirit. So we have six categories. <laughs> you know how they say? Walk in love and unity. Be not conformed to this world. Grow up. Ouch. Pastor, I didn't come here to hear that. Learn Christ. Watch your mouth. Hush. Hush what you're saying. <laughs> Be kind, tenderhearted, and forgiving. So let's look at this a little bit. Uh, I'll take what's your mouth for a hundred. <laughs> Who said, <laughs> oh, just curse God and die? Okay, can I have it in a question? Who is Job's wife? <laughs> right? You know, that's the way you play Jeopardy. Who, who is Job's wife? Okay. Uh, curse God and die. That's a terrible thing. What kind of wife is that? I, I, curse the wife and die. No. <laughs> Thank God we have women and men that encourage each other. Praise the Lord. So, okay, so we're going to go through this. Six ways. Walk in love and unity. 
Verse 2, it says, uh, walk, uh, walk in the ways of the Lord with all humbleness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing one another in love. This is not an easy task. He even says it, bearing with one another, put up with one another. You ever have to put up with people? People talk too much. People say too much. People say the wrong thing. People rub you the wrong way. I, I, I tell this, my, my son doesn't like me to say this all the time, but if there's some things that are bugging you, there's some bugs in you, you know. <laughs> that person bugs me, all right? This is, I was going to say this later on, but uh, I have, we have a dental hygienist, and uh, she, just, she just rubs me the wrong way. And it's not, she doesn't do anything bad. She's just too happy. Yeah. You ever, been, you ever been with people like that? No? Well, let me tell, I'll give you her number. You can go to her. And, 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 and when you come in, she calls me out of the waiting room. She goes, are you ready to have some fun today? I go, not really. I'm going to the, I'm, you're going to work on my mouth, okay? <laughs> she said, uh, I said, not really. She said, oh, okay, well, we're going to have some fun. I go, okay, whatever. She goes, that's the attitude. She's pulling me into what she wants me to do. I'm going like, Please, you know. And so finally, after listening to her for a half hour, <laughs> being so, so happy about it, can you turn your head this way? Oh, that's so nice. Oh, that's beautiful. Okay, I love it. Oh, please, okay. <laughs> and so um, I had to figure out, like, where is this girl coming from? Is she a Christian? Is she, what, is, what is it? I go, do you go to church? She goes, yeah, I go to such and such a church. I go, well, do you have... Like, is that an energetic church? What do you guys do? She goes, oh, yeah, we dance, we sing. We even have the people that do the flags. And I go, well, that's probably where you should be, up there doing something like this to get, get your energy out. <laughs> and she says, oh, no, I couldn't do that. They got mad skills. You know, they, they're flexible. They can do a lot of things. I don't think I can do that. I go, okay, whatever. So she rescheduled me for my next appointment, cleaning appointment. She says, well, I can't do it, but Stephanie can do it. I go, okay, well, th- here's the problem. In my mind, I'm thinking, Stephanie is too sweet. <laughs> Got one too happy, one too sweet. Well, th- she's like a Pollyanna. You ever been with these people? Oh, hello, how are you today? Oh, so, oh it's a wonderful day, isn't it? Oh, please, give me a break, you know? Just do the tea. I want to sleep, okay? <laughs> so, you know, I feel like you said, Pastor, we need to pray for you. Okay, I, maybe I'm too picky, okay? Maybe I'm just too picky. You have people that bug you, don't they? Okay, so I feel like Goldilocks and the Three Bears, you know, it's too hot, that's too hot, that's too cold, that's just right, okay? I'm looking for a just right dentist. Okay, with all humbleness <laughs> and gentleness, with long-suffering, bear one another. So it was hard for me to find examples of humble people. Can you think of humble people? They're, they're not too, you got some people? What does it mean to be humble? It's not to think of yourselves more highly than you ought. Consider others more important than yourself. Right? Oh, go ahead. Whatever. You want that? You can have that. Okay. We have a good story. We have, uh, you ever play the elephant uh, gift exchange? So we're playing elephant gift exchange. And I saw uh, a little coffee maker with cups. And so I said, oh, I want that. So I, I, I took that. And so we're going along, and Marianne's brother said, hmm, I'm going to take that coffee cup from 
Pastor Chuck, <laughs> see how well he does. <laughs> he took it from me. And I told Marianne, okay, Marianne, just take it back, okay? Then we'll have it. And she goes, no, I can't do that. That's not the rules. You can't do that. I go, yeah, you can, you can, you can. <laughs> and so <laughs> I, uh, I just pouted and said, okay, whatever. She goes, I'll buy you one. I go, okay, whatever. And so, uh, so then at Christmas, then at Christmas, we're opening up gifts, and we exchanged gifts, and guess what gift he gave me? The coffee maker. I said, man, that, oh, that's too cool, man. That is really good. I, I owe you one. He said, I said, but I don't think I can top that. He goes, no, I don't think you can top that one. That was, that's a pretty good one, right? He, he considered him, me more important than himself. He gave it to me. Praise the Lord. So the Bible says what? To humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. What does it mean to be lifted up or be humble? Listen and yield to the Lord. Follow his leading. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord. Let me, I'm giving a lot of my examples ahead of time, but we have a neighbor that, uh, we have a new neighbor, and she's not very uh, cordial or friendly. Like her kids, when they go into the driveway, they don't even acknowledge us. It's like we don't live there. <laughs> you, ever, you ever have neighbors like that? They close the door and they just walk in and you go like, hey, whoo, yo, hey. <laughs> and so, and, and to make matters worse, they got a son that has pool parties and they drink beer and they play loud music and they cause a lot of commotion. And that's not, the, that's not all of it. They got a dog that barks all the time. And when I go in the backyard, he's barking at me. So I told the mother, I go, you know, the dog, you know, keeps barking at me. He goes, well, he's a good guard dog. I said, no, he's a dumb guard dog. <laughs> Doesn't he know I live here? What's up with that? Amen? And so you've been there and done that. So, so uh, the other day, they, they mowed the lawn and they put the, tra the grass cuttings in the, in the container. And the garbage collection guy, he missed the trailer. He missed the truck. And so all the sheddings are out there on the street. And I'm looking to myself. I go, no. Excuse me. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Let me look and see what kind of biblical <laughs> outlook I should have. I'm supposed to go and help them, aren't I? Love your neighbor as yourself. Do good unto those that, you know, give you a hard time. So, uh, Tuesday, I, but I said, the son, the son is there. He's able-bodied, you know. He can do it. So, Tuesday rolled around. He didn't do it. Wednesday rolled around. He didn't do it. Thursday rolled around. He didn't do it. So, the Lord said, well, are you going to do it or not? You're going to teach this word or are you going to do it? I go, okay, I want to do it, but, you know, not, they, they don't really deserve it, you know. <laughs> so, what did I do? Anybody know? Of course I went there, okay? Of course I went and picked it up. And then I said, um, it only took 15 minutes to do. It took two days to get the right heart to do it. But after I did it, and then I was expecting, oh, okay, I'll probably get a thank you note, you know, or maybe, maybe a little t text, thank you for being so kind. Nothing. Not, 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 nothing. I'm going like, okay, Lord, I did it as unto you and not unto men. 
Amen? Biblical. Biblical worldview. Verse 3 says, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Endeavor means you, it's a little bit of work. Endeavoring. Hold your tongue. Don't cause strife. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. That means you have to tuck away your own desires, your own thoughts, your own opinions. Everybody got opinions, don't we? Praise the Lord. I marvel at the way some people can turn things around and make you sound really good. Have you ever known, have you met, ever met people like that? You complain about something. You know, James is like that. James is amazing. If you ever talk to him, and I, 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 t I tested him a little bit. I like to test people, you know, in, in a casual way. And so we were looking for something. I don't know, somebody uh, was looking for a purse that was left behind or a phone that was left behind. So they had it accidentally. They came and they, they gave it, dropped it off to us. And in the midst of my franticness, James goes, did you see the rainbow out there? Go, James, I do not have time to look <laughs> for the rainbow. I'm trying to get this phone to this person that's desperate. He's going to Mexico, and I got to get it to him. James just looked at me, okay. So when I was driving out, I did see the rainbow, and I texted him. I go, yeah, hey, man, I saw the rainbow. He goes, yeah, I knew, I knew you'd see it. You're supposed to say, Pastor, I didn't like your attitude, okay? <laughs> he just brushed me off like... <laughs> James is like, he always turns it around for your good. Amen? Amen. That, that's what we have to do. Okay, so uh, what have we got so far? We've got walk in unity, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit. Do not be conformed to this world. Do not take up, the, take up what people are saying. People have a bunch of thoughts and opinions, but we can't be uh, caught up and taken in about what they say. I'm running out of time, so I'm going to go quickly here. Uh, then the third thing is, speak the truth in love and that you may grow up. Come on, talk to me. Grow up <laughs> into him who is... Why are you fighting? Why are you quarreling? Why, why, are you, why are all this discord? People come to me with the, the craziest things, and even Jesus said, who am I to judge you? You know, you, you guys settle this situation yourself. He said, stop, quit arguing, fighting, murmurs, and complaining. Be strong in the Lord. Praise the Lord. This I say, therefore, in testifying the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, because you have learned Christ. You have to learn how to be like Christ. It's a learned thing. It doesn't just happen. And how do you learn it? Sometimes with people that are around you will show you how to be like Christ. We, we had a situation uh, way back in our first church where we had this convention, and we had like 30 churches that were coming together from all parts of the country. And one guy gave us a note from Nigeria, said we wanted to come, uh, and I wanted to come and observe and then maybe go to a couple cities in America. Can you help us out? Can we come? So we're in a meeting, and the senior pastor says to one of the staff pastors, can you call him and tell him we, we would love for him to come, but it's not in our budget. Okay, so that was his assignment. So, <laughs> on the day of the convention, we get a call from the airport. He says, I'm here. Can you come pick me up? And we looked at the staff pastor. And said, what happened? He says, well, I told him we would love for him to come. And then that's all he, that's all he heard. He didn't hear it here, but we don't have the budget. So he's there. This is going to be a $10,000 trip that, he, that we signed up for, unknowingly. 
And guess what the senior pastor did? He just laughed. He's laughing. I'm going, what are you laughing about? <laughs> this is the funniest thing I ever heard. I go, well, you got to be kidding me. I'm in charge of the budget. How are we going to get $10,000? Right? So we said, okay, let's get together. Let's do a special offering on this Thursday when we have a lot of people there. It's at the end, and, and we'll petition the people, ask them to help the missionary that's come here. Okay, sounds great. So we're in the, we're in the uh, meeting, and the guy, Pastor Greenup, I can still remember it this day, he's going on, he's talking about marriage, and he's going on and on and on, and everybody's excited because they need help with their marriage. And he was saying stuff like, well, you know, the husband, they should, they should pay their wives for the work that they do, you know, for the house cleaning, for the cooking, for the washing. And Mary Ann's in the front row, amen, that's right, Pastor. I said, Mary Ann, no, that's not the time you just... That's the wrong time <laughs> to say amen. And he kept going to her, and she kept amening. And, 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 but he went on and on. He went past lunchtime. We had 1,200 people there. It got reduced to 400, and I thought, oh, my God, this is a disaster. But the pastor had laughed, laughed in the face of the devil. So guess what happened? So then it ended, and so one guy, by the Spirit of the Lord, set up, we need to help the administration and the budget here by helping this missionary. Can anybody give $1,000? A couple people popped up. How about $500, $250, $100? They raised $10,000 from 400 people. I said, that, how could that be? You've got to learn Christ. You know, Jesus went over time. When he was preaching, uh, and the, all, there was 5,000 men there, and the disciples went to him, Jesus is a good message and everything, but you know, it's getting late, and people got to get home, and they're hungry, you know? Let me finish. He's all finished. You know what it means when the, pastor, when the preacher looks at his watch? Nothing. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is my first close, my second close, my third close. Okay. So Jesus was teaching and teaching and teaching, and then... Uh, it got dark, and, you know, where are we going to go? And Jesus said, I'll take care of it. Divide them up into 50s, and I'll multiply the loaves and the fishes. Isn't that good news? And, and so I heard one person say, the reason why he multiplied them into 50s, well, I always heard so he knew how much to multiply, but also so that everybody's in one spot, and they're staying there. You know, instead of getting up and walking around, did you get your, your loaves and fishes? Yeah, no. Okay, you got it? Okay. No, just stay in your place, and we'll give you the loaves and fish. Like when we have our, our um, buffet out here, <laughs> Sally and Richard are so funny. They go, yeah, Pastor, uh, everybody came and got their, you know, two pieces of meat, and uh, we still had plenty left over. So when you said, we have extra here, so before you even finish the sentence, they psh, bombarded the table. <laughs> they ate everything. Amen. <laughs> so praise God for that. Okay, what are we, what's our, can we look at our... Uh, our six steps. We've got to learn Christ. Let me see. I got it right here, too. Just got a couple more. Oh, yeah. Watch your mouth. Oh, baby. We're on some sensitive ground now. Watch your mouth. You know, the Lord listens to everything that you say, right? You're accountable for the words that come out of your mouth. Amen. The unproductive things that you say. And the Bible says the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. It's an evil member. We bless God with it, and then we curse men that are made in the similitude or the image of God. How, how can that be? James said, this ought not be. The things that you say when you criticize, when you judge, when you murmur, complain, slander people, you're hurting them, you're killing their reputation, you're separating the brethren. 
Praise the Lord. You're complaining about somebody, and then, you, then the other person says, you know what? I think you're right. They are a pain. <laughs> you know, I learned that when I was playing basketball. Uh, Angel. <laughs> we'll be on the court, and uh, somebody pulled up in the, in the uh, parking lot, and one brother, he's not saved, one brother goes, I don't like that guy. I don't like playing with him. I'd rather not play with him. You ever heard anybody talk like that? Probably your non-Christian friends, or maybe your Christian friends. And so as they come up to the court, all of a sudden their whole attitude changes, their whole demeanor. Hey, brother, how you doing? Good to see you. I haven't seen you for a while. Are you the same person that just said that thing right? You know, you have to, you bless God and then you curse men. Praise the Lord. So we, we are not supposed to judge people. There's only one lawgiver and one judge. We don't have a heaven or hell to put anybody in, right? Don't judge anybody before the time. Who knows? They may change. They may, not, they may receive things. They, they may, you may be in here and say, oh, you know what? I've got to change my mouth. I've got to change what I'm saying. Praise the Lord. So tell someone next to you. I know he's not talking about you. Tell someone next to you. I know he's not talking about you. Okay. The last thing. <laughs> Be kind. Be kind to one another. Right? Tenderhearted. Forgiving. I found out that you have to be good to everybody. Good to all. Be kind. Forgiving. Praise the Lord. Tenderhearted. My last story at the other church. There, you know, as I've told you, I was in an Afro-American church, predominantly Afro, Afro-American, and they thought I was white. I told them, no, I'm not white. I'm Italian, okay? There's a difference, you know? <laughs> Big difference. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and so there was a, a, a white guy, a, a tall, lanky white guy with, you know, sweeping blonde hair. And he was socially awkward. You ever meet anybody like that? Real tall and skinny. And, and he always go like this with his hair. You know. <laughs> and I'm, a, I'm kind. I'm tenderhearted. So I was befriending him and talking with him and understanding his, his perspective on life. And listen to, sometimes you just have to listen to somebody, right? So he told me he was going to go to China and help teach the Chinese the English language. And my thought was, aren't you too tall for that? I mean, you're like 6'2". How are you going to fit in anything that they... Okay, you know. Sometimes his brain has to, you know, like... Yeah, 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 get, get saved. So anyway, <laughs> so before he left, he said, you know, I got this money that was donated to me. I want to give a tithe. I want to give $10,000 to the church. Oh, really? Thank you so much. Praise God. Be kind, tenderhearted, forgiving. You never know who is going to bless you, who God is going to use to bless you. Amen? So what are, what's our assignment? Walk in love and unity. Be not conformed to this world. Grow up. Learn Christ. Watch your mouth. Be kind, tenderhearted, and forgiving. Amen? Let's pray. 
Father, thank you for bringing us together today. We thank you, Lord, that your word is true. It'll minister to our hearts and we can change, be changed, be conformed into his image so that we can walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. We thank you for it. We give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen.